0: If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold up your hand. The ushers have extras. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. And I'd like for you to turn to three openings, please Matthew 9, Mark 2, and Luke 5. Matthew 9, Mark 2, Luke 5. Three accounts of the same miracle and healing, but each writer says some things that the other writer didn't say. Matthew 9, verse 1, Jesus entered into a ship and passed over and came to his own city, and behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy. Now palsy is the, the Greek word we get our word paralyzed from, lying on a bed. Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, your sins be forgiven you. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Your sins be forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up your bed, and go into your house. And he arose and departed to his house. How many believe he really was paralyzed? How many believe he really got up and walked home? Mm. Verse 8, And when the multitude saw it, they marveled, and they glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Go to Mark, the second chapter. Mark, chapter 2, verse 1. Again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And, yeah, see, you thought that was a modern term. Two thousand years ago, they were saying Jesus is in the house. <laughs> and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. You know, when things are happening, people show up. And then they said the place was packed out here that day, and nobody could get—you couldn't get in close to the door. And you know what he did? He preached the word to them. Now you know there were people there that had needs. And we know one of them, this paralyzed man. But the first thing he did was what? Preach the word. Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world and receives every blessing of God. And faith comes by hearing. Not hearing just anything, but hearing the word the anointed word. So he preached the word to them and they came to him bearing one sick of the palsy which was born of four. Mark's the only one that tells you how many there were. There were four guys that brought this paralyzed man. And when they could not come near to him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, This ain't their house. <laughs> but they broke, they broke the roof up. And then they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. So this wasn't a bed like we think of bed. This wasn't a four-poster, obviously. But some type of a mat, some kind of a sleeping pad or mat he was laying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins be forgiven you. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. How many know reasoning won't cut it? You're never going to get any miracles. Reasoning. These four men came and brought their friend in there. Didn't say he saw their intelligence, didn't say he saw their logic. Didn't say he saw their reasoning. He saw their faith. These guys are in faith. This other bunch is reasoning. Who do you think is going to get something this day? Not the reasoning bunch. They say, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said to them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether well, it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins be forgiven you, or to say arise and take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say to you, arise, arise means get up, and take up your bed, and go your way to your house, and immediately he arose. How could he do that? He's paralyzed. Yeah. It's a miracle. Immediately. That's some of that stuff we were talking about. Hmm? Immediately. From paralyzed to moving on your own power. From paralyzed to hitting the road. He came in on the mat. Matt went out on him. Right? right. This is what you call turning it around. <laughs> Immediately he arose, took up the bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed. And they glorified God. See, nothing said about God being glorified all the years or whenever time and all the situation when he was paralyzed. It's when he got healed. Right. that it says God was glorified. And they said, we never saw it. On this fashion. How many would like to see some things you never saw? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Say it out loud. Lord show us some things. Us some we things hadn't seen. seen. Show us some things. Us some things we've, never we've, never we've never seen. We know you can do it. We know you can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. Some things we had never seen. Hmm? That'd be great. Wouldn't somebody say, well, how was church last night? Say, man. (laughs) I saw some stuff I ain't never seen. (laughs) God was wonderful. He was amazing. (laughs) Well, that'd make them want to come, wouldn't it? Luke, the fifth chapter. Luke chapter 5 same miracle and healing but we had Matthew's account the spirit of God through Matthew and then spirit of God through Mark and then spirit of God through Luke here Luke 5:17 It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now, putting Mark's and Matthew's account with this, we know the place was packed. You couldn't, you couldn't even get close to the door. And we know from this, a bunch of the people were preachers, weren't they? Pharisees, doctors of the law. Now that is comparable to today's doctor so-and-so, doctorate not medical doctor, but doctor of theology. And the room was full of doctor so-and-sos. Doctor of this school and doctor of this big church and doctor, well, you know, synagogue, temple. But they were doctors and they were men of education, supposed to be spiritual leaders of the whole area. And the place was packed with them. And I want you to notice what the Bible said in verse 17. It says there were Pharisees, doctors of the law sitting by, which would come out of every town. Say every town. Every town. That's like having a meeting in here tonight. And I mean, you can't even get in the parking lot. And you say, man, there were there were preachers from Harrison and Springfield and and Blue Eye and Eureka Springs and you know what that's what he's talking about. The place was packed, people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Yeah. Say it out loud. The power, the power of the Lord. Power. Was present, was present to, heal to heal them. Say it again. The power of the Lord, the power of the Lord was present, was present to, heal to heal them. What was Jesus doing? One said he was preaching. One said he was teaching. I reckon he's doing some of both. <laughs> but he was ministry. He was speaking the under the anointing, the word. And while he's teaching and while he's preaching, it didn't say something was about to happen. It didn't say something was working up to happening. What did it say? The power was present. What does that mean? It was there. Right now. Here. Now. And yet, if you just stop right here, nobody's getting healed. If you stopped right here at this verse, didn't read any further, didn't go any further. The power's there, but who's getting healed? Nobody. At this point, nobody. Now this is what some folk haven't understood. I grew up Pentecostal. It's part of my upbringing. I actually was privileged to be in several different churches. <laughs> but a number of years in the Pentecostal, and, and man, we were big on praying for the power. Oh, God, send the power just now. (laughs) And I understand that desire, and it does take, I mean, you and I can't heal each other in our strength or through our intense effort or concentration. I'm not the healer. You're not the healer. It takes the power. But there's been some misconception about the power. People only thought the power was there if they felt something or if they saw something. But as we talked about in recent times on Miracle and Healing Night, no, you're seeing the effects of the power. Can you see this? The power was there. And yet at that moment, the power being present over that whole crowd, nobody was getting healed. In fact, most of these people don't have healing on their mind at all. They're critiquing Jesus. They're scrutinizing his doctrine. Because they themselves are doctors of the law. Self-proclaimed experts. On all things religious. And they are taking detailed notes. And there are a lot of frowns. And there are a lot of scowls. And there are a lot of, mm-mm. mm How'd you like to preach to a crowd like that? <laughs> and yet, Jesus is a preaching away. Didn't faze him, buddy. He's a teaching. He's a preaching. And the power of the Lord is there. There's a whole mass of people that are oblivious to it. But it's there. And here's the amazing thing about the mercy of God it's there to heal them. Amen. Them who? Them criticizing, <laughs> fault finding, tsk tsk, no no, naysaying <laughs> doctors of the law. Pharisee you know anybody that that's critical needs some healing (laughs) I guarantee you you that critical and you that bitter and you that negative you got all kind of stuff wrong with you and they needed to be healed and they could have been healed how many believe not only the power of being present But the power could have been manifested in every one of their bodies there that night. And every one of those preachers and teachers and doctors of theology could have left healed by the power of God. Could have left changed in their heart and in their minds and in their bodies. And gone back and had a healing service in their synagogue the next Sabbath day. Now wouldn't that have been better? Then fault finding and criticizing. But they made their choice. Just because nothing's happening, that doesn't prove it's the will of God for nothing to happen. And it doesn't prove God's not there. And it doesn't prove His power's not there. Do you believe if the gospel is preached in truth? That the power is present for people to be born again? Yes. You believe that? Yes. What if there were 50 people in a crowd that wasn't saved, wasn't born again? If the gospel is preached, is the power there to cause them to be born again? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. What if all 50 of them leave and won't respond and won't believe and won't receive? The was still there. Nobody, got, no, nobody was born again. Nobody was saved as we say. There's no manifestation of the new birth. Salvation. So could you say that the power wasn't there to save them? Could you say it wasn't God's will? No. It was his will. And the power was there. And if somebody would have got up and stepped out and believed and received, the power would not only have been there, it would have manifested there. It would have done something. What it would have done was change their old dead spirit and recreate it. And old things would have been passed away and they'd have become a new creation in Christ. Do you believe it just that way? What we must understand is healing is exactly the same way. Power of the Lord was present to heal them. And yet them are not getting healed. And in fact, You'd have to add to the scriptures to say any of them in that room got healed. We know after the, after some things begin to happen, they didn't join in. They got all the more upset and found fault and criticized and judged. Isn't it sad that all these people left that place that and weren't healed? And yet the power of God was there. To heal them. Oh friends this needs to get etched in us. We need our minds renewed. Is it so? That even right now. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about his goodness. We're reading his word. Is he here? He said if two or three of you. Are gathered together in my name. I'll be right there. In the midst of you. Is he here? Is he here? Well did he leave his power somewhere else? Or did he bring it with him when he came? (laughs) He doesn't go anywhere. Without his healing power. So if he's here. His healing power. His miracle working power. Is here. Is here to heal them. Them is you them is us Mm-mm. thank you Lord the power of the Lord was present say it again the power, the, the power of the Lord was present to heal them verse 18 you know Jesus is teaching and preaching the way and I'm sure it was good But he, the crowd, is not with him. You probably wouldn't, you know, you probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as far as sitting in the crowd and the response, even though Jesus' teaching and preaching is great. You know, no matter how much good teaching and preaching you're doing, if people don't like it, if they don't believe it, you're not going to have a hallelujah time in the service. Now, are you? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're not. It didn't stop Jesus. But they're not receiving it. But. There were some other people. Outside. All the seats were taken. With unbelievers. (laughs) But there were some believers. On the outside. Wanting to get in. Four guys brought their friend, their neighbor, I don't know if he was related or if he was just a friend, but somewhere or another he had become paralyzed. He's immobile. And we don't know the story, but if you look at other passages, it bound to have happened something like this. The Bible said the woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus. And as a result, she came and found the crowd and pressed through and touched his garment and got healed. Well, why are they there? They heard some. They heard there had been other people healed from being paralyzed. They heard people blind had been healed. People deaf had been healed. People had been delivered from demonic oppression. They heard. And these guys loved their buddy, And they said, man, have you heard about these healings? Have you heard about this Jesus? Amazing things are happening at his meetings. Man, just the other day, there were these uh, 10 lepers got healed. Just the other day, the Syrophoenician woman's daughter over there got healed. And I mean, she was a mess. I know about that girl. (laughs) Everybody gave up on her. (laughs) And something happened to them. And they said, man, if we could just get you. To one of these Jesus healing meetings. If, if we could just get you over there. He said, Well, boys, I, I'm all for it. If I could go, I'd go, but I, you know I can't move. But man, load me up. I put me in the trunk. I don't care. Just, yeah. Get me to one of these Jesus miracle meetings. Yes. Yes. And so they said, they, they did a little searching around and, and they found out. He's having one over at this house. And I don't know if they found out about it late. Or if it just took them longer to get there. I mean you didn't just jump in the car in those days. <laughs> and they're carrying him. The four of them. They might I don't know how far they came from. But they might have had to sit down and rest a little bit here and there. Anyhow by the time they got there. House is full. Balcony is full. Foyers full, overflows full, parking lots full, full of
1: unbelievers.
0: (laughs) Full of fault finding, criticizing, educated people. Nothing wrong with education unless it's evil education and unless you put it ahead of God. Think you're smarter than he is. Then you're in a mess. But the Bible said that they brought him. And when they got there, they couldn't couldn't see how to get in. They brought, verse 18, in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. What are they wanting to do? These boys are on a mission. Hmm. I think they don't know, but what they're Delta Force. They are on a mission, and what that mission is is to get this boy in front of Jesus. So they get there. No getting in. They talk to the parking lot people. They talk to the ushers, and everybody shook their head, said, "No, man, that place filled up two hours ago. No." No, no seats, no nothing. No, you can't stand. And no, you can't get him in there. No, no, no. Now, did you know that if that had been a lot of people, what would they have done? What would they have done? They would have said, well, Joe, we tried, man. We did everything we could do. And what if they'd done that? That story wouldn't be in here. Hmm? One thing about faith. It is persistent. Faith is persuaded. And faith is persistent. Persistent. It's persuaded of something. And it's not going to quit. Whatever it takes. Somebody said, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It is going to stay after it. It is going to stay on it. It's not moved by what other people think, or what other people say, or how many people call them crazy, or how many people say you're kidding yourself, and it can't be done, and how many hundreds of people agree, and how many scores of experts agree it's impossible. They still will not be moved. So they looked around. And they looked around and they went to the front and they went to the back and they went to the side. And they looked here and they looked there and they looked to the left and right, north and south, east and west. And when they'd done all they knew to do, they just stood out there and they looked up. (laughs) And they said, God, I know you didn't send us out here to go home empty handed. And I, I knew you dealt with us to get our buddy out here and I know, I know that Jesus is in there and I know that healing is in there with him and we got to get, and while he's looking up praying he said, well, ha, ha, ha
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ain't nobody on the top of the house Absolutely clear of people up there There's no people on the top of the house <laughs> One looked at us and said, you thinking what I'm thinking? He said, I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking. Y'all with me on this? And Joe said, do it, do it. Give me up there. Give me up there. What if we drop you, man? Hey, I'm right by the healer here. Right. <laughs> I need healing anyway, so just, <laughs> we come too far to turn back now. Come on, get me in there. Yeah. So I don't know what they had to do to get him up on top of the house, but they got up there. Yeah. The four of them and him. Five men hanging on on the roof.
1: <laughs>
0: well, they're still not inside. <laughs> but they didn't come this far to quit. Come on, can you see something about faith? Can you can you hear something about faith? So many are so easily deterred. So easily dissuaded. You know, there's probably people ought to have been in this service tonight. Something came up. You know, this happened. I mean, some of the stuff that knocks people out of the things of God is so pitiful. How little it takes for people to say, well, I I was going to come, but I just, you know, uh, I was a little tired. <laughs> like nobody in here was a little tired?
1: <laughs>
0: one said, man, I, these tiles will come off. I know it. I helped the guy put one of these on. <laughs> I know exactly. You got your knife with you? Yeah. <laughs> So they start chipping, a couple of writers say, uh, indicated they thought there might be clay tiles, I, that could be, but they begin to chip away, and they begin to work, and they got one loose, whatever it was, and then they got another loose, and it didn't take too long until there's stuff falling down inside, <laughs> and there's some daylight, and I don't know, these doctors of the law and Pharisees, they were already ornery. So when uh, this stuff is falling in their hair and getting on their clothes, and I'm sure they're, they're upset with it, but it must not have took long. I guess when they got a couple of these out, they went to town, brother, and they tore them a hole that they could let that man down in. And I mean they they must have had to roll. I'm telling you, these guys thought they're Delta Force. They had they had equipment. They had to have something to get in there, and they lower him down, and here he comes down on his map, and he's smiling at Jesus. He's going, hey Jesus. He interrupts the service. Jesus is preaching. He interrupts the service, and I think Jesus was so glad that he did. Because this is one more unbelieving bunch in here. The power of the Lord is here to heal him and nobody's getting healed.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And they they couldn't find by what way to bring him in because of the multitude, but they went up on the housetop verse 19. And they let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst Before Jesus, other translations say right in front of Jesus. This was this was a strategic lowering. (laughs) I don't know how they did it, but I guess he maybe he's the only one talking. So they put their ear and they thought, no, he's not. He's over here. (laughs) Nah, nah. I got him. I got him. He's right here, right here. (laughs) So man, they got the hole in the right place, and I mean when he came down. He is in Jesus' face. <laughs> and he's laying there on his neck. Hey, Jesus, I. And the Bible said Jesus saw their faith. Somebody say he saw, he saw their, faith. their faith. He saw their faith. How can you see faith? Well, you don't go to these kinds of links unless you believe something's going to happen do you you don't make the trip you don't drag this guy forever how many miles you don't go up and tear up a man's house and interrupt the service and you don't do all that unless you are absolutely convinced that if we can get him in there Our buddy can get healed. He saw their faith. You know Jesus emphasizes faith. People talk about the will of God. Concerning healing. If it's his will. Jesus didn't preach that way. He didn't emphasize that. So people that teach that way. Are doing so contrary to him. And other people emphasize the power. Well, if, if we could just get some power going. Jesus didn't emphasize that either. He emphasized faith. And you can see why? Because the power is there. And nobody's getting healed. Now it takes the power to do it, but it takes the faith to receive the power. Oh, come on now. <laughs> The power's there. It'll do it. But you got to mix an active ingredient with it before it releases the power. How many know there's certain things you learn this in chemistry, didn't you? There's certain things you don't mix. They're cool. They're fine. As long as you keep them separated in different beakers. Hmm? Oh, but if you pour one into the other. Oh, get out. Get out. <laughs> well, that's the way faith and power is. That's the way faith and healing, miracle, work and power. Just the power alone with no faith is inert. There's no manifestation. Oh, but you take somebody. I don't care if it's a guy from out of town. Tearing a hole through the roof. He brought some faith with him. Didn't he? And when he mixed faith with that power, some things started to happen in the house. Think about it. Now, it's not enough that Jesus is in the house. That's right. It's not enough that the power is there to heal you in the house. Have you thought about this? People don't even like the sound of that. Oh, Brother Keith, are you reading with me? See, people have been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. They believe stuff and they think it's honoring to God, but how can it be honoring to God when it's contrary to what he said? Jesus was in the house right in front of them. Are they getting healed? No. The power's present to heal them. Are they getting healed? No. When did something happen? When some faith. (laughs) Oh, when some faith. Came in the house. And the enemy tried to tell you. Oh yeah boy if you could have some faith. Amazing things would happen. But it's so hard and, man it takes a long time to get it. Those are all lies. Those are all lies. I guarantee you. These boys ain't been to Bible school. There is no New Testament to read. No. They just heard about people getting healed. And they believed it. Amen. They believed it and something as simple as believing if we can get our friend in here with Jesus he'll be healed. That's it. And so they went to whatever length it took to get him there. He's laying there smiling in front of Jesus. They have gotten to where they wanted to be. Mission accomplished. His friends are looking down through the hole. <laughs> you watch what happens now. You just watch and Jesus said. I believe he's smiling because he sees faith. And faith pleases God. I know he's pleased. I know he's pleased. He's probably smiling big. I would be. Room full of critical unbelievers. And somebody comes in from the outside with a bunch of faith. Man. This makes you day. Instead of a dead dull service. We're going to have something happen here tonight. Somebody got some faith. And he looks at him and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven you. That shocked everybody in the room. They're more upset about this than tearing up the roof. You know, dust in your hair, stuff on your clothes, than anything. Oh, you could have felt the tension throughout the whole place as people thought, oh, who does he think he is? How dare him? Your sins are forgiven you. Only God can forgive sin. Who does he think he is? Probably the guys up there and the guy on the floor are a little bit surprised by this too. Because I don't know that they came there for that. They came there to get healed. (laughs) Yet, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven you. Why? Why? Why would he say that? Do you think it's necessary that he said that do you think he's he's being led by the spirit you know he is he's saying the right thing your sins are forgiven you put up mark 2 5 in the amplified well excuse me take it back down first corinthians 3 and 20 put that up first why would he tell him this 1 Corinthians 3.20. 1 uh, John. Did I say Corinthians? <laughs> I got about five things going on on the inside. 1 John 3. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Did the Lord know what was going on inside that man? Yeah that was paralyzed did he know what it's going to take to get him from where he is to where he wants to be maybe he's just thinking man if I could just get in there where the power is well he's in there where the power is and he's still paralyzed he's right in front of Jesus the power of the Lord to heal is on top of him and under him and on both sides and all around him and he's still paralyzed so just being in the presence of Jesus doesn't automatically heal you. Just having the power of God on you and around you doesn't automatically heal you or deliver you. Any more than being in a service where the gospel is preached and getting under conviction causes you to be saved. I mean a man a woman could be in a place and, and the gospel be preached so powerfully and they could get under conviction they could see their lost condition absolutely clearly and know that Jesus died for their sins and the power's there to save them and they can turn around and walk out can't they? and nothing happened tell me what's the difference what makes the difference faith and here's one of the biggest things that undermines faith condemnation if you're gonna have confidence, you got to get rid of the condemnation. Yeah. You got, if you're gonna have a miracle, you got to have faith. And if you got to, if you're gonna have faith, you got to get rid of the guilt. 1 John 3, are you there? 20? It's on the screen. If our heart's condemning us, that's not God condemning you, that's your own heart. It's bothering you condemned guilty ashamed if it is God already knows this you're certainly not hiding anything from him he already knows it verse 21 if our heart condemn us not, if we can get to the place where we're no longer entangled with guilt, burdened down with guilt I should say we're no longer Full of guilt and shame and and condemnation. If our heart's not condemning us, then have we confidence toward God. God. Then your faith can rise up. Verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Woo, thank you Lord. Can you see one reason why the devil works so hard to tempt us, to keep us in sin? Why? Because if he can keep us in sin, he can keep us full of guilt. If he can keep us full of guilt, we'll have no faith at all. No confidence. And without faith, it doesn't make any difference how much power is here or how the will of God is for us. We won't receive it. We won't walk in it. We won't experience it. All we'll do is hang our head in shame and do without. And so Jesus knows. Don't you know the master wants something to happen for this paralyzed man laying in front of him? Now there's a lot of things to learn. He didn't just say, oh I'll take care of it. Just stand right there. He didn't say that. He knows what needs to happen. He's there. The power's there. It's the will of God. It's easy for God to heal and fix this paralysis. But that's not the issue. Somebody needs to believe him. Somebody needs to have faith. And right now, there's something hindering this man's faith. His sin consciousness of all the places he's missed it and all the places he's come short and all the places he's failed. And Jesus knows if we're going to have any healing in here today, he's got to get past that. We got to get that off of him. So he looks at him and he says, son, how many of you think he's looking straight at him now? You think that man's looking at Jesus? He's laying there. They're going to all this trouble. Son. Your sins are forgiven you. How many think? Come on, now put yourself in this man's place. He's laying there on the floor, dust in his face and eyes, and he's road grime and everything else. But can you put yourself laying there with him? And those piercing, amazing eyes of Jesus fix on yours. You're just feet from his face. Mm-hmm. And he looks at you and he says, Son, daughter, all your sins are forgiven. All of them forgiven. Put that up at Mark 2. Was it Mark 2 5 that would have said? In the Amplified. In the Amplified. Jesus saw their faith, their confidence. In God through him. And he said to the paralyzed man. Son your sins are forgiven you and put away. The penalty is remitted. The sense of guilt is removed. And you are made upright and in right standing with God. It doesn't matter what the man did. He might he could have been one of the biggest crooks in the country. It doesn't matter. And it had to be an issue. Or else Jesus wouldn't be dealing with it right now. But once the man got there, it hit him. He gets in the presence of the purity and holiness of the master. And the devil brings all of his filth and junk back to his mind, and he's laying there thinking, What am I doing here? What am I doing here? I don't deserve this kind of holy power and to be in this kind of presence. And Jesus looked at him and says, son, your sins are forgiven. They're remitted. They're gone. Your guilt and shame, gone, forgiven. Forgiven. And you've been restored to right. Standing. Do you believe? While he said the words that he did, what's happening in this man's heart? What's happening? I'm telling you, the shame, the condemnation is leaving him, and his faith is soaring. He's believing right now that there's nothing hindering him from being healed.
1: Mm-mm
0: because the devil will tell you yeah but you're not good enough yeah but you've messed up too much yeah but this yeah but that Yeah." he could tell that to any of us yeah, right. all of us have missed it come short yeah. all of us have sinned but friend when you know that you're forgiven when you know yeah. that you've been made clean and righteous and holy by the blood and that you didn't do it he did it yes. he did it yes. well then there's no reason for you not to be healed There's nothing to hinder you. Nothing to get in the way. Nothing to disqualify you. Son, your sins are forgiven. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He said, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 21. The scribes and Pharisees begin to reason. They said, who is this Speaks blasphemies. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts. He answering and said to them. What reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier. Which one is easier? To say your sins be forgiven you. Or to say rise up and walk. Jesus asked a question. We need to let it penetrate our minds and get rid of our our ungodly and, and unrighteous thinking. He said, which one's easier? To say you're forgiven or to say get up and be healed? Which one? The honest answer of millions of Christians today would be it's easier to get your sins forgiven than to get a paralyzed person healed. Yeah, if you need to be forgiven, come in here. We'll pray with you. God will forgive you and you'll be forgiven. But what if I'm paralyzed? Oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's different. No, Jesus said it's not different. He said it's the same. He taught us it's no different. Being healed, now, now I, I'm so glad that it was paralysis. And not a headache. (laughs) Or stomachache. Because even amongst healing. People put paralysis in the category by itself. They're like oh man. Now brother Keith. The nerves have been severed. They're not there. So it's. They're paralyzed. Well. You can't. Heal a hangnail. So why would you differentiate.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and the one that can heal, to him it's no different. That's right. That's right. If we're having to do it, then oh boy. Not only can we not heal the paralysis, we can't heal the headache either. No, you can't. But with God. All all things, all things, any malady, any disease, high blood pressure, no different from AIDS. True or not? With God, He made the body. He created the parts. I don't care if disease has totally destroyed an organ. God can put a new one in there it's easy for the one that made the heavens and the earth easy if you're doing it okay it's impossible if I'm trying to do it no way but we're not believing for us to do it I mean it, it gets easier and easier for us when we realize I don't have to do this I've had people look at me and go oh brother Keith it's miracle night tonight are you okay are you okay Man, I I don't know if I could do that. Let me tell you, you can't. (laughs) Nor can I. And if you know that, going in, you can relax. It's not riding on me. Except for me to do my part in just a few moments. I'm doing my part best to know how. But in just a few moments, I'm going to lead you and you doing your part. We're going to do our part and then we're going to step out of the way. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And let the master do what only he can do. In fact, it's already begun. It's already begun. It's already begun. Things are already happening. Mmm. Somebody say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Somebody say thank you Lord. 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 Vain problems. In the legs are being healed right now. Vein problems. Veins are damaged or collapsed, or whatever the I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know the names. Close your eyes. Everybody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing veins, for healing the veins. In, the legs, in the legs, in the ankles, in the, ankles, in the feet. In the feet. Thank, you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for giving it to us, it to us. By, faith, by faith. We receive it now. Receive it now. Legs, legs be healed. Be healed. Feet. Be healed, healed. veins, Veins. be healed, be restored restored. In in the name of Jesus. Oh, let's praise Him, saints. The power of the Lord is present to heal. And by the grace of God, we're not a house full of unbelievers and criticizers. We're people of faith. We're people of faith. Thank you, Lord. 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 Praise God. Singers and players, y'all come on up. Come on up and get ready. Jesus said, which one's easier? Which one's easier? Which one's easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk. Be healed from paralysis. Which one's easier? Help me out, friends. Which one's easier? (laughs) Did you hear the response? It's like... (laughs) See, that's the problem. That's the problem. If we believe that being healed from anything, including paralysis, was just as easy as somebody getting their sin forgiven. Miracles would happen like popcorn all over the place. It just it, No problem. Because it is the will of God and his power is more than enough. The problem is when folks are not persuaded. They're like, mm, I don't know. Uh, wow. Really? See, that's wavering. That's not faith. To just say, well, I, maybe so. I mean, he said it. No, it's got to be more than that. You've got to take him for, for what his word said. You've got to believe him. Is it just as easy to be healed as to be forgiven of a sin? Is it? Well, how hard is it to be forgiven of a sin? It's more to it than you think as far as making it available. Someone says, well, that's easy, no big deal. It's a very big deal. What Jesus had to do so we could be forgiven. We don't really know what it took. But I assure you, a body being healed from paralysis is no harder than that. But you and I don't have to produce either one. All we got to do is believe we receive and just expect God to do it. Just expect God to do it. Just believe we receive. Which one's easier? Jesus connects forgiveness and healing. In essence, he's saying they're from the same redemptive work. They were accomplished at the same time. The same Jesus got both of them. They were both impossible for us, but not for him. He got it. He got our forgiveness. And he got our healing. Glory to God. Both obtained by the same Jesus, by the same redemption, by the same blood, by the same body of the Lamb. You believe it? Yes. Now here's the thing. Why would Jesus tell him son your sins are forgiven. And then. He's going to minister healing to him. Because his faith is hindered. By condemnation. And if the devil can keep you convinced. That you're unworthy. You don't deserve to be healed. You don't deserve such a miracle. Such a holy thing. You have no right to it. Well then your faith won't be there to receive it. But the devil. Has no authority. He has no right. To work disease and destruction in the body of the forgiven. Amen. Of the redeemed. Amen. Of the righteous. Amen. The only thing that would give him a right is your sin and your failure. Somebody said, well I have. Have you been forgiven? Yeah. Yeah. You're either forgiven or you not. You're either cleansed or you not. You're either made righteous or you weren't. If you are. The devil's got no right. He's got no right in your body. He's got no right in your finances. He's got no right in your mind. Because you're forgiven. You're cleansed. You're redeemed. Made righteous. Made holy. Made worthy. Made accepted. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. Made it by the blood of the Lamb. Mm, hallelujah! can you receive forgiveness yes. then you can receive healing yes. they work exactly the same way have you been forgiven
1: yes.
0: then you can be healed
1: yes.
0: works the same way from the same Jesus same plan of redemption how did you get forgiven anybody know how did you get forgiven you ask, then what? You believe He does. You believe you received And you don't necessarily wait till all your guilty feelings go away. You, just, you repented. You asked Him to forgive you. He said if you did, He would. Didn't the Bible say He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not based on how you feel, you disbelieve it, and you are. You are. You are. Let's not minimize being forgiven, it's miraculous. Let's not minimize being cleansed of sin. I think it's a bigger thing than being healed of a disease. Hmm, and that's what the Lord said because they're saying you can't tell him he's forgiven. He said, Well, which one's easier? I'd say, I'd have been, you know, I probably said something I shouldn't have said. (laughs) I might have said, which one can you do? (laughs) But that's me. (laughs) They're always telling Jesus, he can't be healing people on the Sabbath day. You remember that? I mean, over, oh, he can't be healing on the Sabbath. Well, when did they have a healing day? Never. (laughs) You still got these folks around. They can't do any of it, but they're going to criticize you and tell you how you can't do it. They're not having any of it done. No, thank God, saints. This is revelation. This is light that will make you free. If you can be forgiven, you can be healed. It's from the same redemption. It works the same way. Do you know how to be forgiven, saints? Do you know how? If you mess up, if you sin, do you know how to be forgiven? Then you know how to be healed. You already know how. But instead of believing you receive forgiveness, you just believe you receive healing. But you do it exactly the same way. Now, see, if you believe that you've messed up so bad that God can or won't forgive you, then you're not going to receive it. Because your faith is not there. You, well, I don't know. I just, it's just too bad. But it's not. And if you believe a disease is too bad, well, I don't know if he can or he will. But see, the Lord says it like this. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins... He said to the sick of the palsy I'm telling you get up Take your bed Take your mat And get out of here and go to your house <laughs> He probably needed to get out from all that unbelief Before they talked him out of it After he got healed Because <laughs> this, this is a bunch here man And uh, Verse 25 tell me what happened Verse 25 Immediately, Immediately. paralyzed to walking home in nothing flat hopeless to hallelujah (laughs) in a few minutes from them getting him through the roof of that house he rose up somebody say glory to God How, how do you get up and you've been paralyzed how do you do that how do you do that He's not faking (laughs) They've been toting him for miles I don't know how many years he's been like this The man is paralyzed But when Jesus looks at him And he says your sins are forgiven you Mm -hmm. Now he's been dealing with these unbelieving doctors and Pharisees For the last couple of minutes But I think that whole time this boy's laying here going I'm forgiven I am for glory to God I'm forgiven I'm forgiven I'm clean Glory to God Nothing to hold me back. Nothing to hinder my healing. Nothing to prevent me from receiving. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And Jesus turns back and looks at him. He says, hey. He goes, yes, sir. Get up. Get up. Get that little mat. Throw it on your back. And get out of here and go home. He pops up. He jumps up. That's supposed to be impossible. That's supposed to be impossible. But he did. How many believe it happened just that way? No fairy tale. No myth. Not a story. Historical account. It happened just like this. Got up. And notice what's happening. The fact that he's healed proves he's forgiven. Jesus doesn't change. He's the same tonight as he was that day. Isn't he? If the Lord can't heal you, or won't, how do you know he can forgive you? Or will? Now that's not an irreverent, goofy question. That's what Jesus is talking about. He said, which one is easier of these? Now while they're pondering and still wrestling with it, he says, that you may know. So no man has power to forgive sin. He said to him, "Get up and walk." So he got up and walked. What does that mean? Proves he's forgiven. Right. Right. Wow. Shut up about him being forgiven. Can you see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the man's leaving the house with his mat. Right. Right. You should have nothing else to say about it. is he forgiven. Proves. This is how God thinks. He's always been this way. Can you be forgiven? Then you can be healed. Do you know how to receive forgiveness? Then you already know how to receive a healing. It is truly just that simple. Somebody say glory to God, glory to God. Say it again, "Glory Glory glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 25 in the Amplified says instantly the man stood up before him, picked up what he'd been laying on and went to his house recognizing and praising and thanking God. Don't you know he was? How about his four buddies up on the top of the house? They are they're coming unglued. They probably tore the rest of that roof up, hollering and stomping and shouting and then they had to jump down and run catch him because he's already headed toward the house. Come on, put yourself there. They're grabbing Joe around the shoulders. They're jumping up and down. They go, oh man, I told you, I told you. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Let me see them legs. Joe, let me see, let me see. Yeah. Come on, take another step. How did they feel good? Man, they feel good. Oh. I feel like I've been walking the whole time. Look at this. I got this mat on my back. Well, let me tote it. No, no. Uh-uh, I'm toting this thing the whole way to the house. <laughs> Jesus told me to tote it. And I'm toting it. Verse 26 in the Amplified says overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy seized them all and they recognized and praised and thanked God and they were filled with and controlled by reverential fear and they kept saying we have seen wonderful strange incredible and unthinkable things we have seen some stuff today. That's why the Bible said it was noised abroad, that kind of thing. It went over the whole town, and that's why that they could. It got to where they couldn't get them in the buildings. They're meeting outside on hilltops and valleys, and there's thousands and thousands of them, and that's back when the population was nothing the size it is now. Has God changed? No. No. Is he the same? Yes. Can he do it again?
1: Yes.
0: Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, just lift your hands. Begin to praise the Lord your God. Oh, magnify, glorify. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.